What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Brunch with Des B. My name is Des. I also go by Des B. And today, the B stands for honestly nothing. I'm, you know what? I don't want to be a party pooper, but I'm fucking over that. I'm sick of coming up with B words. And um, let's just like create a new intro. It's a new year. What's up? You know, Brunch with Des B. I like that. Cool. Um, honestly, just fucking welcome. You know what I mean? Like at this point, we don't need to always rattle off some bees. It kind of worked. And then I kind of just flew with it for the next couple months, but that ship sailed. I'm over it. So what's up? Welcome back. Um, you know, I'm in a decent mood today. Um, recording and I I just want to welcome you to sad girl hour because I, as much as I don't want to make this a place of like sadness, Sometimes like I'm just going to be fucking sad right now. And as a host, the point of my podcast is to just talk to my favorite girls every week. Um, my, my, I guess my favorite girls, my non-binary friends, it, guys, if you do listen, I'm here to just talk to my people. Let's say like that. I'm here to talk to my humans and I, I'm here to be vulnerable. I'm here to be me. And if I'm having a shit week, you guys are probably going to know I'm not here to blow smoke up anyone's ass. Um, and rarely do I, um, do, you know, I have certain things that sure I might not necessarily like share in depth. You know, there's still things that you guys will, you you do not know and will not know. Those are called boundaries. However, I I don't like, I share a lot. (laughs) I I share a lot. Okay. So, um, welcome to sad girl hour. That's really what it comes down to. Um, in this past week, dude, so much has happened. Um, I know I told you guys last episode, every like Friday, I've been going to Bronson for my baby appointments. So I don't necessarily like update you from the previous Friday. So I usually record on Wednesdays or Thursdays. Therefore, I don't like have my appointments yet. Um, So just like a little like fair forewarning going forward, like if you guys need my, my updates or you're interested in keeping up, you're probably going to want to follow my Instagram because I tend to post like our updates on there. Um, I also post them like it goes to my Facebook. So, um, if you don't follow my Facebook, it's just Desby. It's just Desby. So like you can follow my quote Facebook page, right? And all of my info from my Facebook goes, or my info from Insta go on Facebook. And I also posted on Twitter. I know a lot of you guys have given up Instagram for New Year's, you know, whatever. And so you've expressed wanting to keep up with me on Twitter, TikTok, et cetera. So just know I I try to post what I can where I can to ensure that everyone can stay up to date. And I I just really appreciate the support during this time. So a lot has happened the past week. One of the biggest shits that this week took on me was taking away my sunscreen and sarcasm account. My sunscreen sarcasm accounts, it, what I guess people would call a Finsta, a fake Instagram. However, I don't use mine for negativity. I use mine to share videos of slime and funny memes and talking about euphoria. And now I talk about books. So it's just kind of like my personal Instagram um, that I truly just have fun on. I, you know, as much as Des B, I'm very candid on. I know my audience on Desby and it's still technically my business page, if you want to call it that. 
So my other sunscreen and sarcasm account, I just got to post like whatever I wanted. My stories are always like 9 million slides long, but they're always fun to look at. I just enjoy sharing funny stuff. Um, I add maybe extra photos or funny TikToks, you know, whatever. So um, anyways, I got on one night and it showed that my account was disabled. Um, I've had it for about, I'm not, uh, not even a year I've had that account. Um, but I've gotten struck so many times by Instagram, um, for saying things like I hate men, um, saying things like, oh my gosh, if, if this would happen to me, I would die. But it would like flag that as, um, violence. So this is purely like an Instagram issue right now. Um, I, genuinely like an even Instagram emailed me like I lost my account due to too many strikes. Um, these strikes occur from them as Instagram flagging accounts. So like, you know, when you post on your Instagram and it says, uh, swipe up for more COVID information. It's like, whoa, how did it know I said that? Well, that's what the technology does, right? It flags certain words. It flags certain sentences. Um, welcome to Instagram now. Welcome to censorship. So When Instagram took down my account, I think I had posted the night before maybe something about euphoria, which can be a very like uh, controversial show in terms of the content. And so I think Instagram flagged something maybe about like cocaine. (laughs) I sound like a totally different human. Um, So they took down my account and disabled it. Now, could I have probably taken more steps to try to get it back? Sure. But at that point, I was like, I don't give a fuck. The people that want to be here are going to be here. I literally made a new account sunscreen and sarcasm 2.0. Like I can't make this up. I just, I made everything new. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm taking care of this page. Now I know how to be a good girl and I'll be good, you know? So, um, suck my knob Instagram. Um, but that was like the first thing that really broke my heart to be honest. It's just my, it's my little community. So if you're here and you're like, girl, I've not seen you for a week. There's your answer. Um, a lot of people still don't know that sunscreen and sarcasm was disabled because I don't post that account on my main account. If you find that account, it is because you listen here. Um, you might follow my Des Pfeiffer account, which it was my original like personal. Um, but then my Des Pfeiffer account was public and I wanted more range to be able to accept people and not accept those of, um, male gender. And I say that because I, I share funny stuff about like, like girl problems, right? Like, oh my gosh, who's not shaved? Or like we do polls, you know, who let, who likes anal and we just have fun. And so like, I don't want dudes seeing my shit, you know? And so if I can weed out those who are male, um, and I, I guess then that's what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? I like no boys allowed, like obviously very much exclusive to whatever you identify as, but we get the joke, right? Boys drool, girls rule, right? Like that's like, ha ha ha. But there we are. So anyways, um, that was the first thing that took a shit. The second thing that took a shit was going to U of M, obviously finding out that the mass in my baby's chest is like literally double the size. Um, which added just a whole nother slew of like, fuck. Um, you know, I, I cope with humor 
sometimes like I cope with dark humor. I don't know if any of you are the same, but at this point I genuinely feel like my baby is doing everything it can to make me look like the most unattractive hosting body because I still have not gotten COVID. And I feel like at this point COVID is like, I don't even want her. So like, I just need to thank my child in the most darkest humor ever, because I feel like I'm going through so much that COVID is literally like at my door every day. And then like looks in and they're like, you know what? She doesn't need this. I'm going to go ahead and go next door or like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's almost comical. I'm like, God damn. I feel, I almost feel invincible. And then all this stuff happens in my pregnancy. I'm like, just kidding. I, my body sucks. So it has just been a little bit of a tough, a little bit of a toughie. Um, I've just been trying to find my strength in normalcy, you know, as much as this situation sucks, there is genuinely nothing I can do besides just continue to find the blessings in my normal, you know? And when this baby is here, I've been visualizing a lot. I've been manifesting it a lot. I've been thinking out loud. I've been, I've, I've literally been able to watch myself give birth and then give me my child to my chest, which didn't even happen with Maddox because he had to be whisked away. But I just, I have these vivid visions of like this baby being lifted from my vagina up to my chest, Wyatt cutting the umbilical cord. Like it's just, it's so vivid. And I am just really lying into the, these visuals that I'm having and saying, this is exactly what's going to happen. Like I, I want to have fucking deja vu. You know what I mean? Like I am creating deja vu for myself. So that has just been a battle, um, in its own. So it's just created a weird environment for me this past week, just figuring out how I'm going to go forward. All just, there's a lot that has to happen, you know, and I'm not going to bore you guys with that stuff, but just honestly sending love, sending strength, sending prayers, sending vibes, line your fucking crystals up. Like, I don't know what you guys do out there, but just fucking do it for me. Do it for this baby. Do it for my family. Um, it is, something that we just, we need right now. And, um, by coming on here each week or even just on my Instagram, like I need you guys so much, you know, you're, you're my little family and, and I've, I've built you quote for, you know, four, almost five years now. Like you, you guys are so much to me. Um, and so to have my outlet of just my spaces, I just appreciate so much. Um, so that was kind of shitty this week. Um, but a few good things is number one, I started reading. I used to be a fucking book whore. Like I genuinely like read so much. I'm a very fast reader. I was always like, <laughs> not to flex, but when I was in like fourth grade, fifth grade, like I was always the one that the teachers would be giving me, you know, eighth grade level books or I, whatever, you know, I was always ahead in my reading. Um, that was something I had very good as well as writing. So I've been reading this week. Um, I got a Kindle. I was inspired by my sister. So shout out to my sister. And I figured if I had a Kindle um, and something that I could hold a little bit easier than a book, um, you know, because you got to kind of like chain, like flip the book spine and it can be kind of hard, especially when you're like holding a kid and stuff, rocking a baby to sleep. So I did get um, a Kindle and I've already read two books as of the time you're reading. I'm probably going to finish my other one tonight, which would be my third one. They've all been Colleen Hoover so far, which 
um, is very much like giving me flashbacks to like Twilight, um, Fifty Shades of Grey, anything like Nicholas Sparks, because it she is really like a hot commodity right now. But like, I love it. She's an amazing writer. So I've listened, or I'm sorry, I'm, I've read It Ends With Us, fucking fantastic. Um, trigger warning on um, domestic violence. Um, I then read, um, I'm literally blinking right now. Uh, it ends with us. Oh, ugly love. Duh. Ugly love trigger warning on infant loss. And, um, and then I'm in the process of now reading reminders of him, um, which I'm not sure if there's any trigger warnings on it, to be honest. Um, I, I didn't look. If, if something starts to bother me in a book, I either, number one, pre-Google any trigger warnings if I really think I could be, like, uh, affected. Number two, though, if I start reading and it, and it throws me off, I just leave, right? Like, I mean, it, it's a choice mentally to be like, hey, do I want to keep reading or am I going to cancel out of this because it might bother me? And I choose to just, like, peace out. So, um, I've not had to do that yet, but just a little insight for you guys who have maybe wanted to take on reading. I'm sorry, I'm cracking open half of half of an Alani because I just need a little kickstart of energy and I just want a few sips of this berry pop. So anyways, I uh, started reading and I've also decided, and I'm speaking, again, I'm speaking some shit out loud. I don't know when this is going to happen. It might be a year, it might be two years. I don't know, but I want to write a book. I've said this back in 2017. I literally have posts referencing it, et cetera, that I wanted to write a book. And, um, I started doing this in 2017 on a plane ride, um, back home from California. I don't know what I even wanted to write about. I just remember I have, and I still have it, a word document that like, I don't even, I don't know what it was called, but I started typing on the plane and I didn't stop for like two hours. Um, granted that was kind of a bust, right? However, I've always known I've wanted to write something. And I think that's why I love captions. You know, I love Instagram. I love typing. I love sharing. I love to storytell. I love to tell. I love to um, tell honest stories. So I think for me, I don't like to make up stories. I'm not necessarily a storyteller in the terms of like making up a story in, in fiction, but I'm very much like, I want to give my biography, right? I want to give like my story. I want to give a story. And so I was thinking the other day after just going through the NICU prematurity, um, now going through CPAM, a, a rare genetic defect in general, just having two so not traditional pregnancy experiences and who knows how this second birth will end up being. But I want to write like a children's book but like for moms, right? So like a mom would read it to their child and it would say like something like, you know, I've, I fought for you every day and I'll love you forever. And, um, when I saw your heart on the monitor, I was worried, right? Like I want it to be like a book that as a mom, it is a child level reading, but as a mom, you can read it and find so much strength in being that warrior baby mom. And that is again, not to discredit any other moms who go through normal pregnancy, you know, no matter what this shit is fucking hard, you know, um, along with just other experiences, right? Maybe miscarriage, maybe infertility, maybe whatever, you know, but my two stories are just so different. Um, and I would love to create, uh, something about it. Like, I don't know, I don't know what it's going to look like, but I want to do it. I want to find someone who can illustrate it. I want it to be after my own two babies. I want it to be, 
something about, you know, some warriors and just strong, mighty children and, and just give hope to moms going through the same thing, um, or be able to share with their baby one day what they went through and what they fought for them, um, mentally, physically, you know, et cetera. So anyways, I'm manifesting that again, will this be this year? Will it be next year? I don't know. Guess what? I'm always going to be a mom. So whenever I, <laughs> whenever I have that time, my stories are still going to be the same. Um, but I do just want to like speak that out there. Cause I think it could just be maybe what I was meant to actually do. You know, maybe those years ago in 2017, I said, Hey, I want to write a book. And, um, life said, no, n- not now you have more of a story to tell, but just like, wait on it. You know what I mean? And so it's just, it kind of gives me chills saying it like that. Cause it's like, Whoa, I thought in 2017, I had some crazy adversity yeah, and it wasn't even the tip of the iceberg. Um, in the most beautiful God sent way as possible. So, um, that's been my past week. Um, it's been pretty good. Um, in the end of the week, but the beginning was hard. So it was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday sucked dick. And then like Tuesday, Wednesday, now Thursday, like I'm feeling kind of good. I'm bouncing back just in time to go to my appointment, uh, you know, tomorrow at Bronson and probably, I don't know, cry again. You know, it's just, it's such a weird roller coaster of emotions, but I really just have to take it one day at a time. Um, so anyways, um, (laughs) nothing else to really tell you guys in terms of housekeeping. Um, DBFT merch is still up. We have new merch coming. I know I've been saying that for a few weeks, but we're really working on it. And I want it to be like a super cool, like staple pieces for this coming year. Um, maybe some new sayings. I'm really working on uh, something that says sincerely for you guys. Cause I mean, shit, that is just so funny to me. And I think I said it last week, but goddamn, sincerely, I just, I hate it for myself. Um, other than that, I don't think there's really anything else. Um, bride guide for my app. If you guys have ever purchased before or have not purchased yet, if you go into your app and now run the bride guide, any of the workouts, they are now fully modified for at home and at the gym. Um, so if it's currently in your calendar, like say you're on like week three, you're not going to see those updates unless you restart the program. So just know that next time you do it or whatever, you can restart it and it'll be completely updated for you. Um, so if you're someone who's been wanting to get the bride guide, but maybe you're in and out of the gym, maybe you're pregnant. Um, because honestly the bride guide is for anyone. It's just simply what I used leading up to my own wedding. Um, and it's a fucking banger, but you can get the bride guide now for at home and pregnancy and gym modifications. Um, and it's the same price. Like I didn't jack the price up or anything. It's literally the same. Um, I'm also focused on going into timeless 2.0 and doing the same. So if you are a timeless 2.0 person or have purchased, uh, same thing. I'm working on getting some alternative movements into there as well. Um, just obviously, you know, I, I have to have time for that and I'm trying to make time. So, um, I think that's it. Make sure that you guys, uh, rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast. Make sure you follow my podcast on Instagram. Kind of been slacking the past few weeks on my posts, which as you guys can only imagine why, Um, but it's just a good place to kind of go, be able to tag us in stories. I say us, it's literally just me. Um, And if you haven't listened to this past week's episode of Below the Influencer, you have to. It was so fun. We have a huge announcement on there as well. Um, So definitely go check that out. It was fucked up, Um, but like in a good way. 
So anyways, today we have a, just a, a fun little blurby episode. I'm not trying to go too, too long, um, but I did want to do a little bit of advice with Desby slash Q&A slash chit chat slash you guys get my mind off shit. That's really what I wanted. So without further ado, goddamn 20 minutes in, let's roll the intro and get into the episode. Okay, so first I need to take a sip. Again, this is Lani Nutrition Berry Pop. I've not been drinking uh, energy drinks quite often, to be honest. I've actually been drinking a lot of iced coffee, which I'm not surprised. I did the same thing last pregnancy, but um, the Berry Pop, Alani Nutrition and Addison Ray collab is just iconic. I love the can. I love the taste. So I've been doing maybe like one third up to maybe a half of it um, per day. And again, I asked my fucking doctors, I know, just, just trust me when I tell you if there's anything I'm doing, my doctors, especially with my situation are very aware. Um, so I did ask my doctors if I could have a little bit of energy drinks, you know, whatever, if that's going to hurt me, hurt what's going on. And they've been very aware and they're like, no, we prefer you not to drink them every day, but if you want one, you know, half one here and there, blah, 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 just watch your caffeine intake. So I'm like, absolutely. That's how I usually run my life anyway. I'm not a huge energy drinker like every day because I do still love my coffee. I just spilt it all over myself. Fuck. Do you ever do that? And you're like, how the fuck did I miss my mouth? Like I'm 26 years old, which also I can't believe I'm going to be 27 this year, bro. That's fucking old. Like 27, you are like a adult. I'm going to be 27 with two fucking kids. That is, I am adult. Like I am no longer in between. I am fucking adult. Uh, terrifying. Okay, so let's get into a few questions. Let's have a little bit of fun. First one, I'm just seeing right off the bat. My husband doesn't want to have sex when I'm pregnant. What the, f- <laughs> what the fuck that blows my mind because number one, they don't feel anything except what like is good. If anything, pregnancy makes that pussy pop. Okay. Just saying. Also, number two, it's funny because my husband, Wyatt, he loves me pregnant. Like it is a a very weird turn on for him. He is fucking into it. So um, it's funny how so many different men have these different conceptualizations of, is that a fucking word? I don't even know. It sounded good. Have these different thoughts of pregnancy and how they want to partake in maybe sexual acts. Um, I, I would be curious to this person, you know, is it your first pregnancy? Are they weirded out by like, going inside you because there's a baby there. How far along are you? I mean, there's so many follow-up questions I need to have, but if your husband doesn't want to have sex when you're pregnant, I'm just curious why. Can we also have the conversation of like, can, is there something I can do? Like, is there a different position that maybe feels better? I, that is crazy to me. I understand maybe at first being like, whoa, I can't believe you're pregnant. Like, should we still have sex? But it's like, duh. 
Um, and I will be transparent. Wyatt and I still don't have sex a lot being pregnant again. Like I told you guys last time I struggled having sex when I was pregnant because I was so sick this time. It's a little bit more mental energy for us. You know, we're both so mentally taxed right now. It's like, it feels just as sexual to cuddle because it's like, we just need our affection right now, but not necessarily like penetration driven, if that makes sense. So, um, when we've had sex though, it's been phenom. I mean, like I tell you that pussy pops different in pregnancy, pregnancy, pussy pop <laughs> new merch, pregnancy, pussy pop. It's going to have a lollipop on it. Oh fuck. I can't. Okay. Next one. Someone says, continue my blonde hair that I love or go back to my natural dark hair for my wedding. Oh, that's so hard because I have been blonde for like quite a few years. I did go dark last winter. Don't get me wrong, but I, I ended up going back blonde. I don't think I'm going to go back blonde. I love being a bad bitch with brown hair. Um, it doesn't grow out as fast. There's not, it doesn't look as dirty. Like I think brown hair is just so elegant. And I think if I'm thinking wedding dress and you like your natural hair, I do believe that having dark hair in a wedding it's just fucking glamorous. Like you have this white dress, you have a white veil, you have white, 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 white. And then you have this beautiful brown fucking beautiful hair. I just think it adds a lot of good contrast. And then depending on your eye color, you know, it could actually make your features pop, which then makes your makeup look better, you know? So I'd toss it up. I would toss it up. Um, okay. Next one. <sighs> craziest pet stories and biggest pet peeves. Okay. Biggest pet peeves. First off is funny because I actually have a whole episode of my top 10 pet peeves and you guys have to listen to it. It is so fucking funny. That day I was genuinely on one. I was so annoyed and I was just rattling off these pet peeves and it is fucking hilarious. My biggest pet peeve though would genuinely have to be Oh, oh my God. There's so, there's so many. (laughs) I'm such a bitch. There's quite a few that really do piss me off, but one of them is things that are too loud. And I think that's just called quote overstimulation. And that is on being a mother, but I hate it when people complain about not being able to get over in a lane or they need to get over whatever. And they do not use turn signals. Nothing that is so fucking annoying to me. If you, how is the person behind you supposed to know you need to get over? Do not bitch about him not letting you over when you do not have a goddamn turn signal on. You know what I'm saying? Um, on top of just slamming on their brakes and then taking a turn down a road, it's like, yo, whoa, what the fuck? You suck at driving. So that's, that's one craziest pet stories. I don't really know what you mean by that. I think the craziest stories are the fact that my dogs piss all over my house Um, Jax is currently living with my mother-in-law, which I think I might've updated you guys on last week. He is fucking thriving. So is my mother-in-law. I do miss him so much, but I'm going to see him in a few weeks and, um, it's great. He's like kind of almost being, I wouldn't even call him like rehomed because he truly is home. And if my mother-in-law came back tomorrow and said, Hey, you know, he, can you take him? Absolutely. Like there's really no other choice right now. We would either take him and figure it out and make it work or she has him. So it's like just a really great compromise for me. And even mentally, I feel great. I guess I will tell you this one funny story about Jax. He's such a fucker. He always runs away. He always fucking runs away. So this is like Maddox was like four months old. My mom's over. My sister's over. 
Wyatt's on the couch. We're all sitting. We're all talking. And this was right after a few days prior. Matt, uh, Jax ran away, but he came back. Um, and yeah. So, anyways, we're sitting on the couch, and Jax is right above Maddox. Um, and he's looking out the window. This is at our old house. All of a sudden, Jax kind of like disappears. You know, goes probably to piss on something, right? And we're all just kind of talking and. Um, we said something about Jax running away again. We laughed, ha ha ha. And then I noticed that Jax wasn't around. I was like, where's Jax at? And we kind of looked around. All of a sudden we hear his little chain and, and he comes right back up, kind of waggling his tail. And he comes up kind of like in my lap. And I'm like, huh, that's funny. Like, can you imagine if you just left? All of a sudden, Wyatt gets up, closes a door I didn't really take note of. I wasn't watching. I just hear a door close, but then he goes to the front door and he opens it. Someone knocks. The guy opens the, the door. The door opens and this guy who's obviously a runner. He goes, uh, th- this might sound crazy, but that your dog was just outside uh, like a, a mile down. You, I know he's in your house now, but I, he was out there and I tried to get him, but he ran away from me back in the house. So... Wyatt just turns around. He's like, hey, thanks so much. Uh, we're definitely, you know, thank you so much. Wyatt turns around. He's just laughing. And I'm like, what? Like, who was that? He's like, nothing. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, no, like, what was it? And he's like, Jax was just, he wasn't here. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I, I, I left the garage door open. Um, and that's the door that I closed on the way up. And Jax literally fucking left. <laughs> to chase a fucking runner and then ran back because he's a pussy like it I can't even give the story justice we fucking laugh so hard we're looking at Jax we're like what what are you you are literally a devil um that is like one of my the funniest stories I can ever explain or even try to explain like how does your dog just leave and like literally just come back like hey I'll be right back (laughs) so funny Um, okay. Someone asked, how do I get over feeling lame and boring for not wanting to go out and drink with friends anymore? That is so hard. I feel like I've been there since I was 21. (laughs) When I started prepping for bodybuilding shows and in general, just started kind of like my real health and wellness journey. I gave up a lot of things at that point in time. I, I might look back and wish I maybe had a little bit more balance, but I, I still did a few things. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I feel like it's all about your personal growth. Um, there comes a point where partying and just isn't fun. You know, every night, every weekend, it's not fun to waste your time. Um, being out doesn't sound fun. You know what I mean? And like, that's okay. I think it's important to realize that we all grow and we all outgrow things. That doesn't mean that you're boring. You just have different priorities. So I feel like if you're around people who want to call you quote boring, I think that's, those aren't people I would want to keep as my company. You know what I mean? So I know you're mentioning, I feel boring. How do I get over feeling lame and boring? I would just simply ask, you know, is the company you keep making you feel that way or are you overthinking it? Um, I would definitely say too, with COVID and just being confined to our homes, a lot of us are so much more comfortable just being at home. It's weird, right? But we've all kind of become this, these like weird introverts and that's okay. Um, I think pushing yourself outside of your limits sometimes and be like, Hey, I need to go out tonight. 
I, it's going to be worth it. I just need to go out. Maybe try to do that once in a while, but I wouldn't necessarily call yourself lame or boring for not wanting to drink and, you know, do that type of stuff because it costs money and it takes time, you know, and maybe you've just outgrown that. That's okay. Um, for the future, how the transition goes from one to two kiddos, I will definitely let you guys know. I've heard it's worse going from one to two. I, I have. We will see. Um, I do, you know, I will have two boys. Will that make a difference? I don't know. But it, it's at least I like have the same baby. Like I have two boys, right? We'll see, but I will definitely let you guys know. Then this person says your present favorite date night ideas. Um, you know, that's a great question. I don't go on date nights. <laughs> Why and I have just, we have not, no, not only been long distance for almost five months, but we have not really done dates since before Maddox. And that's mostly because also before Maddox was before COVID. Um, so when we did do dates though, I mean, we were huge movie junkies. We love to go get a movie, grab popcorn and get sushi. That's like our fucking jam. Um, I feel like other date night ideas though would be like to go in your living room and kind of have like a movie marathon. White and I have been wanting to do that with like either the Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter or the Hobbit series. We're like, dude, let's just take a day. Let's cancel all plans. Just me and you. Let's lay on the fucking floor all day. Let's set up a goddamn mattress and just do nothing. Let's grab some Oreos. Let's grab some snacks and like kick it like the old days when in college we had nothing to do you know? So like that to me is fun. I feel like however you can kind of revisit the beginning of your relationship and where it started is a fun date night. Like how can you recreate what you guys used to do? I would love to go to a bar and just get fucked up and have like Wyatt take me home. You know what I mean? Just like kind of almost role play that energy. Um, maybe in the future, but that would be my like date night ideas is just how can you recreate where you started? Um, Okay, someone else asks, what's a characteristic you value in a female friend? Man, there's just, there's so many. Um, I, let me think. One, one that I would really, I say, I would say I value most is, probably loyalty and not in the way where it's like, Hey, I'm asking you to kiss my ass, but like, I, I need someone, I need people in my life who are just as loyal to me as I would be to be to them. And loyal, I'm again, I'm not saying like, Hey, do what I say more of like just knowing that they're always there. If I need anything, you know, that they can obviously help with. If, if there's something that I, I need to have done or they need done, like, we're there for each other, you know? So I feel like loyalty comes really deeply ingrained in families, like sisters and stuff. So as close as I can get to a sister and a female friend, like that loyalty is so important to me. Um, also just, you know, that trust too, the trust that comes with being loyal, um, knowing that you guys are there for each other and you're not just going to air maybe dirty laundry or anything of that sort, just because you have a disagreement or something like that, just being genuine and trustworthy as well. Um, yeah, th that would probably be one of my 
top characteristics. I would also say that Emily definitely carries that characteristic um, because like even today she texts me and she's like, is there anything that I can do this coming week or two to take stress off you? And like, to me that, that shows loyalty, right? Like she's loyal to me. She's loyal to my business that she quote works for and she wants to help. So it's like, that's just an example of what I mean by loyal. Um, I think I'm going through my first hoe phase after always being in a long-term relationship. I'm having fun, but I just feel guilty. Any advice on how to unlearn that it's wrong of me? I think I've said this before as well. I wish I had more of a hoe phase. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way for like my marriage or anything, but I think it can develop so much character. It can develop so much confidence. It can develop so much self-power because we're taking back that societal expectation that, oh, women have to be not sluts, you know, shake your tits, shake your ass, show your tits, show your ass, show what makes you feel comfortable and what makes you feel sexy. And if you want to be a hoe, be a hoe. I wouldn't even call it being a hoe because that, again, it sounds terrible, right? It's like, ew, you're a hoe. It's like, no, you're a proud hoe. There's a difference. Um, I feel like, again, unlearning society's expectations, we almost have to kind of step back into, and I don't mean to be like masculine versus feminine, but why are we labeled hoes and sluts and whores, but the same dudes that we fuck can be labeled as like fucking superheroes and mighty dick when they sleep with 10 times more people than us? Nonetheless, numbers don't matter. They just, they don't. They don't. As long as you are being safe, as long as we are being consensual, I don't care what kind of hoe you are. I do not care. Put a condom on, get checked regularly for STDs, and be fucking safe and be consensual. It, it, you know what I mean? To me, that's not being a hoe. You're being a clean hoe, a clean, proud hoe. Um, and if you haven't already listened to my episode, this is like one of my first episodes ever. It's called, I think it was called something like, the numbers game or numbers don't matter or numbers, something about numbers. It's like one of my first top 10 episodes or like top 10, like my first 10 episodes. Sorry, not top 10, first 10. Um, definitely listen to that, but be a clean, proud hoe. There you go. <laughs> um, what Kindle do you have or recommend? I do have the Kindle Oasis. Um, I will link it in my podcast notes. It is definitely worth it. I love everything that you can customize about it to make reading and your experience comfortable for you. Highly recommend. Um, okay, I, I have a dude, I have so many questions about overbearing in laws, mother in laws, overbearing mother in laws, etc. How do we handle them? I am very lucky to have pretty great in laws. Pretty great in laws, to be honest. I think the hardest thing that I've gone through with them was their divorce. And it was simply because I took it very personally because my parents got divorced when I was nine. Yeah, probably nine, eight, nine, ten, 10. And that was very hard for me. And then when I met Wyatt and I met his parents, they were together for like almost 25 years. And it was such an, such an, in an um, inspir inspiration to me 
I was like, man, Wyatt and I are going to be together the same amount of time. Plus we're, our family's going to look like this. We would do Christmas together. We do, you know, all these things we did together. And then they got divorced and I just felt so shattered. I felt so lied to, um, because they just hid behind this relationship for so many years, you know? And, um, I was just so hurt, like as like a quote daughter, but obviously not daughter because that's, that'd be incest. So you get what I'm saying. So I went, that was my only rough patch. And that just really hurt me because it was, I knew it hurt them, but it like hurt me. And then I was being selfish, but then again, it, I wasn't cause those were my feelings and it, it was weird, but we're good now. Um, and that just takes time. But I will say, I do know a lot of people that have really fucked up in-laws and that can be so straining on a relationship. Like family's huge for me. So if I don't have someone who like likes me or I don't like them, vice versa, it's, that's hard. That's hard to run a relationship. I feel like if you're in a marriage, at the end of the day, you, you don't marry the family, you marry your husband and you guys start your own family. So in one corner of this conversation, I say, you know what? You deal with them by doing what you got to do. You show up, you shut the fuck up, you make it work, and then you go enjoy your own family. And as you continue to expand your family, the noise from the outside becomes less and less, right? But then the other side of the corner, you got to think, well, fuck, they're going to be around. They're going to be grandparents maybe one day, you know, whatever. So they're going to still be involved in your life. And sometimes... The best thing is to maybe, maybe have a conversation. Maybe you have to talk. Maybe there's boundaries that need to be set. You know, um, there's been plenty of times where my mother-in-law has asked if she could maybe watch Maddox at the beginning or whatever, when things were just really hard for me because he was just preemie and I just, I wanted to protect him and I wasn't ready for it. And at those points in time, I, you know, I just had to stand my ground. I was like, no, I I'm just not comfortable with that yet. And after a while it was like, okay. And, And it's like, I'm not being mean. That's just like where I'm not where I'm at yet. And they were completely understanding. So I feel like as long as you're drawing those boundaries for, again, whatever you're going through, um, because we're still your own person and you're still your own family and it's okay to like be direct, but just make sure that we're communicating that in a kind way, right? You know, and not being rude. So overbearing can be so broad. Um, and again, this is just like general advice. We're just having fun. Um, but if conversations have to be had, maybe, you know, talk to your husband, but again, come, come in faith of, I want to make it better. Right. Cause that's what you're trying to do. You're, you're asking these questions. You're talking about it cause you want to be better. You want it to be better. So if you come into the conversation correctly with the thought of bettering a relationship, your husband or significant other is going to be more apt to respond to that conversation and have it with you versus feel attacked or feel like you're attacking his family, right? So it's like, just make sure you're walking that steady line. Maybe talk to a therapist first (laughs) before you make these drastic conversations yourself. Um, but it's all about delivery. Um, okay. Few more questions. There's so many good ones. I I just want a few that are like quick. Okay. I love this one. Tips to feel present in the moment, no matter how big or small. Oh, this is something you actively have to do. I'm still not 100% perfect at it, but fuck, I've gotten so much better. Um, really living in the, in the current and not in the future, not in the past, like just really taking moments in, there will be times where Maddox and I will be playing in his room before he goes to bed and, and he's just laughing. And the way that I soak in 
every moment is just, it's almost euphoric. I look at like his face and I look at the way his mouth looks when he laughs and I look at his teeth and where they hit on his tongue because I know that they're going to, you know, get longer and grow in more. And I, I breathe in the air of the room. What does it smell like? Cause I know I can be taken back to that moment with a simple smell. Um, if I can like touch him, like his arms, you know, maybe we're playing and I have his hands. How big are they in mine? Um, oh fuck. I'm going to start crying. Ah, but that's how, oh my gosh, I'm literally crying. Sorry. That's how quickly like mindfulness can bring you into a moment. Like even just speaking like that, I felt literally that moment again. And I saw it in my head and I visualized it. And sorry, I'm like also just like really emotional in general, but, um, I feel like the more that you put yourself in those emotions, and you take in all those five senses, taste, smell, sight, all of those things, however we can, that's when we're going to be the most present. Um, sometimes I also notice if I make sure, you know, my phone's away, I don't have anything around me, nothing else is on, no music, no nothing. And I just really sit and encompass the moment that I'm in. Um, that is also very helpful. Again, I'm not perfect. I, I feel like since having Maddox in general and having this pregnancy now that as much as I want to rush it away, I also want to be present in it. I've been really been actively working on being in the moment, no matter how big or small too, even if it's just one kick, you know, I felt 50 kicks today, but that, but this one specific kick, I want to just be there and I want to see it and I want to feel it. Um, and I want to put those emotions to those senses, you know? So I don't know if that's like really a tip, but I just feel like taking in that moment and just like, like screen recording it in your mind. That's what I think about when I, when I'm in those moments, I'm just like, man, if I could just screenshot this right now on my mental phone of in my eyes, I would keep this moment forever. If I could have a live video of this moment right now, just playing on repeat, that's what I would want. Um, and again, big or small, you know, maybe it's just Maddox in the bathtub or I'm making his bottle and he's running around and it's just those moments. I just stop. I just kind of look around. I look at my surroundings and I just look at my feet in the ground and I just, I, I take everything in. So that would be my tip. Oh, that was an emotional one for a random reason. Okay, last one, because I gotta I definitely gotta get going. <laughs> Maddox needs me. Um Okay, last one. Struggles to work out, eat healthy with a seven month old. It's either one or the other. I get it. I do. I will say postpartum was really hard for me. Especially eating well. Um because breastfeeding, I was just so hungry all the time. I can't say I ate my healthiest, but I tried to have just those few meals that were like go-tos for me that I always had. Um, so I, I, I mean, I would just say, try to have, um, an, a type of food or two that you always have a staple. Like I always have my stuff to make my Desby bowls, stuff like that. Um, try to find something of that nature, um, to have, and then always have it on deck to where when you come to that, just like, you know, another day and you need another meal, you have that at least healthier option right there. Um, and then in terms of working out, obviously if you can, um, still then do the rest of it, um, you know, we can work out, we can feel good. We can find, 
opportunity in each day to move our body. Um, but I also think it's important again, to just give yourself that opportunity to relax and not expect a ton because at the end of the day, running around with a kid, I mean, that's, that's a lot of work on its own. Um, and it's going to take a minute to kind of get into a good schedule. So I definitely would not overthink it. Um, you have, you have to just do what's best for you. And it's not always going to be, um, it's not always going to feel, it's not always going to feel like you did the most, but you have to learn that your most is different now. That would be where I would leave you with that. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys like this episode. Um, I am so excited to continue to come to you guys every week and just kind of update you. And just, again, use this as such a little escape for me. You guys are awesome. Thank you for always understanding and, and knowing that, you know, not everything is always going to be roses and butterflies for me. Um, but I'm just, I'm really grateful for the community that I have. Um, and I hope that you guys really know that you, you've completely changed, um, my life, even just on a podcast. It, it's just, it's so special to be here and be with you guys every week and just have the support that I do. Um, it's, it's been hard. It's been real hard, but I also, it's been such a testimony of strength from even you guys as, you know, my, my podcast fam. So, um, yeah, I just, I thank you guys so much. Um, I'm really excited for what else we have to come in the year. I'm excited to continue to share my journey with you guys. I'm excited to, um, one day hopefully share my child with you and show what a testimony of badassery he is. Um, and just go from there. So thank you guys for listening. I hope that you have an amazing day. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, and we'll see you next week.